Everybody, welcome to another Kings of the Hearts. Hope you're ready because we are presenting the Cypher 3. Yes, the Cypher 3. That's when we are joined with our third partner in crime, Miss Weena Cullens. Miss Weena Cullens, welcome to the Cypher 3. How you doing, sister? Oh, I'm doing so well today, Tyreek. Thanks so much for having me in the Cypher. All right, all right. And of course, you know, I have to introduce my brother, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, what's going on with you, man? Man, I'm doing well. I'm excited to see Sister Weena Collins with us. Man. I know. What? We, we got our sister back. Just Yo. so that you know, Miss Collins is also an LMFT, just like us. Licensed married to family therapist. We are all, you know, of the same breed. Are we the same breed? Is that what it's called? I guess professional <laughs> breed, right? Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. All right, so when we come together, we continue the conversations around relationships and, and healthy relationships. And right now, we are in the midst of a continuing conversation around healthy relationships. We've talked about intimacy. We talked about um, honesty and trust. We've talked. We've covered a lot. Covered a lot of different areas. But today, we're getting into physical intimacy, and we figured physical mm. intimacy needed its own section all by itself because there's so many elements to it. So many things people don't understand. But we're going to get nope. into it today, right? That's right. It's fire. Yeah. yeah. It's cypher. It's about to be deep, y'all. It's about to be deep. Cypher 3. Kings of the Hearts presents the Cypher 3. All right, folks. Let's just get right into it for the people. Physical intimacy. When you hear that term, let's start with Wiener. When you hear that term, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Love making. Love making. Okay. And why is that? Why love making? Why is that the first thing that pops in your mind? Because so many people, my clients included, go straight to sex, intercourse, right, right. lovemaking yep. when they think right. about physical intimacy. Mm. So it's the first thing that pops into my mind because I spend so much time breaking it down for people so right. that they can understand the different elements mm. of intimacy and how important they are to understand. Mm -hmm. What about you, Dr. John? What do you think about when you think about physical intimacy? Just, just off the break, you just hear physical intimacy. What pops into your mind? Um, uh, connection, right? Patience, uh, collaboration. Uh, I, I like whenever I hear physical intimacy. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a partnership. It's a collaborative spirit, um, as much as it can be. And so, um, you that, know, when, when that's your, that's your trained mind right there. That's your trained mind. That's what you've learned. That's what you've practiced. But when you just hear it, just hear physical intimacy, it, it, it goes right into that connection. Yeah, it okay. does. All right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, not saying connection. I don't believe you, but you sound right now, you sound like a therapist, man. You sound like, you, you know, this is what you what you also teach, like Wiener. This sounds like something you teach. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, isn't physical intimacy uh, not a form of connecting? Yeah, well, you're right. That's true. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, right? right. I mean, uh, and, and connecting is, and and then again, the other part that I that I added is is that is, it's like the two C's: is connecting and collaborative, right? right. 
um, it, it has to be a joint effort. If, if people, if one partner isn't really having a good time or getting their needs met, man, we're going to have some issues. Physical intimacy is not really going to be on point. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what comes to mind. Yeah. You I, know, John, I think you're giving folks life right now because to hear you as a man pop out there with the connection and collaboration is so refreshing, I'm sure, for so many listeners mm -hmm. because there's this myth out there that it would be more typical for women to think about those finite layers and, and the nuances. Mm -hmm. But here you come talking about the pieces that a lot of people think men skip over. Yeah. So let's just put that out there. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and it definitely gets skipped over uh, a lot. And so, um, you know, Brother Reek and I always talk about like, yeah, you know, part of trying to push these conversations in relationship is really challenging some of the things just doing is bringing up men. There are men out there. Let's be real. Like, let's not stereotype. There are men out there who do see physical intimacy as connecting and as yes. a joint partnership. So. Um, to Weena's point, I also want to put that out there. I do have male clients who who don't just see it as like get in, get out, bang, bang, bang. Like it's not, you, you know what I mean? But I think with the socialization that happens, um, I think it's easy um, to kind of categorize that like all men don't kind of see it as as um, multi-layered or nuanced as Sister Weena is saying. So I appreciate that. And, and I will yeah. say that I actually probably fell into that, that, that category, you know, well before going to school. That even not even just physical intimacy, but just the term intimacy, my yeah. mind went directly towards sex, towards intercourse. Mm -hmm. You know, that's mm -hmm. the 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 basic language in our society around intimacy is really just describing sex. We don't really get into the deeper levels until well, I, I think more recently the conversation has really expanded, you know, um yeah. socially and media and everything. But I think initially everyone's taught, hey, when you think about intimacy, just think about sex. And I think where we're coming from now is that there is so much more to intimacy in general. So last week we talked about physical and we talked about emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy and um, and intellectual intimacy. So right there you have three additional categories on top of physical intimacy. But physical right. intimacy itself now. Yeah. Like you guys, I think about it in, in such a, such broader way. But I think on the most basic level for me now, I think about physical touch. I think about just sharing yeah. that space with somebody. Sure. You know, so, yeah, so you're connecting, you know, and, the, and of course, maybe a part of that. But just to be having the chance and the opportunity to share that space and that sense of closeness with somebody is what pops into my mind for, for physical intimacy. Hmm. Right. And, 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 and my question to you guys then, you know, for our listeners is what is it? Why is touch so profound? Like, why is it such a critical aspect of physical intimacy? I mean, I mean, I, 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 I've read some things even, you know, that even says there's a biological component to it. Right. I mean, but, but what do y'all think? Why is touch Ooh. so critical? Let them know. Weena. Listen, I wrote an article entitled, Is Sex a Love Language? And a piece of why I wrote it is because often when I'm working with people, there is you know, on either side, this profound need for the physical touch and for sex, the mm -hmm. actual intercourse. And when partners, you know, really get into the weeds in their relationship or they take their relationship to the next level and they get married and sex becomes a problem, usually the frequency of it, mm -hmm. it comes out so often that 
one partner is deprived of that physical touch and they're mm. trying to stress how much they need it like they mm. need air and water. Mm. So, you know, when we're doing that work, often the other partner is just stumped. Why is the physical touch so important? And why is the sex, I'm gonna mm -hmm. keep bringing it up, that intercourse mm -hmm. so important? And when the other partner breaks it down, they usually say, this is intimacy for me. This is when I feel vulnerable. This is when I feel connected to you. This is the way I express love. This is the way I get filled up. And mm -hmm. It's the primary way that it happens for them versus mm -hmm. anything else, any other love language. It's so important to them that it's a core value, something that mm -hmm. they can't live without versus other values that are important, but aren't deal breakers. Mm. I also think, mm. you know, when you talk about physical intimacy, physical intimacy is a biological need. You think about not just the intercourse, but also the sense of comfort that comes mm -hmm. with physical touch and physical and physical intimacy being right. held being hugged one of your first um, ways of being communicated with as a baby is through physical intimacy being mm -hmm. held you know mm -hmm. when you swaddle a baby you know and having that 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 tight thing around it wants to remind them you know of kind of being in the womb you know right. and so you had that that closeness that you know that come between mother and father mother and father child and and, and parent and that right there is a very intimate connection. And that's our first connection. And as we grow up, we, <laughs> as we grow up, we continue to need that. We need to be touched. It's a reminder that we're here, that we're present, that we are amongst others. And so between the touching and the hugging, the holding, it's a constant reminder that you are valuable, that you are human, and that you, are, you have people here who are meant to keep you safe and to comfort you. You know, so I'm yeah. about to be the wild card. I'm uh -oh. about to uh -oh. be the wild card. <laughs> you just said safety. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about couples, two people connecting right. on any physical level, and we're talking about the safety that comes from the hugging, the touching, the non-threatening touch that could lead to intercourse. Can we talk about how that gets all jumbled up and... Unfortunately, so many people in their most intimate relationships don't feel like they can safely get the non-threatening touch, the intimacy that's not intercourse, because they think it's always got to lead to intercourse. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I think it goes yeah, back to no. the, the need to make sure that we're redefining what in, um, intimacy is, what physical intimacy is, because if you only believe that physical intimacy is intercourse, then that's probably going to be the only time that you're actually engaging. That's why we have to continue to have these kind of conversations where we're redefining physical intimacy so more people understand that there's so much more that goes into that connection. I'm sorry, John, I feel like yeah, I cut you I, off. No, no, no. I, I, I was kind of going in that same direction, too. I, as cliche as it sounds, communication is, is important. And when, when Sister Weena was like kind of breaking it down, I was thinking like, well, the behaviors are like the biggest communication force. And so we need to have some clarity. There may be some, uh, uh, there, there may be some differences in how certain behaviors are to people. Like some people are like, oh, kissing immediately leads to this. Well, if I don't know, 
then I think it's important for me to know that and we can kind of talk through it and, and see like, you know, that comfort because what Wien is saying is true. Safety is going to be important. And so when I hear safety, I think in this context of physical intimacy, I'm thinking about the behaviors. Some people think that um, laying in bed symbolizes something versus sitting on a couch and and mm-hmm. and and making out right like so the the context in in and of itself like when we make out in on in our bed versus make out on a couch versus this and that it's probably communicating something different but if we aren't if we aren't pushing ourselves to really have those challenging conversations and we just assume then yeah um because i do have clients too sisterina who are pretty black and white thinkers and if i'm going to be a little bit more direct here they're they're mostly male partners where they're just like well i mean i mean we just started messing around and so i just thought no nah, brother because you, you thought you should have opened your mouth and asked like where are you right? right and and that's that's it that's what i've seen too so sister wiener bringing this up is true because it happens in so many relationships where one person's like well i just thought we was going down that route and the other person's like well i, I really wasn't and so now we're stuck Right. right. And so like I, I want to add that because it's 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 communication. Yes. But it's also context. And it's also to Brother Reek's point, um, if you're going to redefine or talk about it, like let's identify explicit behaviors that mean something different to you and be open and honest and say, well, because, oh, here's the other thing, too. There's the stimulation part. Ooh. We all we all know mm-hmm. that kissing is very stimulating. Right. And so some people may have a lower threshold where it's like, wow, I'm super aroused by kissing. And it's not a bad thing. It's I mean, that's that's part of who we are as humans. But there may be other behaviors that may be stimulating to people who get them aroused that may not match their partners. Right. And so what do we do in those situations? Because that's kind of the discrepancy Sister Ween is kind of bringing up mm-hmm. here. It's like if it's not safe, then how are we able to kind of get to that? you know, physical, intimate, you know, part. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I'm thinking about how, and I'm dating myself right now. You know, we used to have sex education classes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It was like a semester. Those, uh, yeah. It was It was either driver's ed, <laughs> yeah. Ed, yeah. physical yeah. education, right? Yeah. But I always think to myself, you know, we just got the brass tacks, birds and bees, anatomy, yeah. and this is what will get you pregnant. But we didn't have intimacy education. No. And and as John is speaking about the safety and arousal, that's a huge part of what we lack as a foundational understanding just in general. We don't necessarily have this model to talk about what building intimacy and safety looks like Mm -hmm. in relationships before we get to the physical piece of it. And that is a huge stumbling block for so many partners, particularly as it relates to arousal. Sometimes words are more stimulating for people than the kissing. And so if you haven't primed somebody earlier that day to be sexual with you on a verbal level, then on the physical level, when you go in for the touch, the cold. Let's just keep it real. <laughs> with women, often they they build this. Um, it's a fear. It's an intimidation. It's an anxiety around physical intercourse because they're not ready yeah. physically. Yeah. They're not Correct. wet yet. Right. They're Correct. not lubricated, right. and Correct. they have a hard time communicating to their partner that they need more stimulation yeah, and of correct. a different kind right. than their partner does. And when you set down that path early on in your sexual relationship, it starts such a bad pattern mm-hmm. that 
you all know as clinicians, we end up having to detangle, mm -hmm. undo mm -hmm. all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is huge. Yeah. Listen, I want to circle back around for that because I want to get into the nuances of what it takes to build into or or create a, a stronger physical bond. I want to come back around to that. But why don't we give the listeners a breakdown of different elements of physical intimacy? What does that look like? Since we're saying it's more than just intercourse, what are the additional elements? What are the additional behaviors, like Dr. John was saying, of, of physical intimacy? Yeah, you start. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> why don't you start, brother? Why don't y'all just let me ask the question? Y'all just hop on in. Cheech. <laughs> well, well, we, the well, three well, gotta be. Why y'all gotta make the cipher three so complicated? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I cut you off a minute ago, so I was just giving you the mic hey. so you could take it away. Hey. Don't worry, I'll take exactly, it back. Don't worry brother. about that. I'll take it back. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll kick off again. Like, um, I, I one of the most under discussed things I think is the arousal part. Uh, I think you have to be able to understand. And I love what Sister Weena said because even outside of sex education and intimacy education that like we need to have in schools as well. Well, people actually should learn, be more comfortable learning their bodies because the arousal Ooh. part is critical. What turns you on? I mean, like seriously, you, and, 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 and again, there, there are different ways to be aroused and there's nothing wrong. We shouldn't have shame about what stimulates us, what arouses Preach. us. It is, it, it's in, I, you know what I tell my couples? It's information. If you know it, share it. Because yeah. you'll win. Like, think about it. You'll win. But we can't we can't sit here and just think that it's just like, OK, like, you know, physical um, sexual intercourse with the arousal piece I, because it's also psychological. That's what I love what Sister Weena said for 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 men, women, whoever it is psychological. Right. I don't care what it is. Conditioning. Hello. Like those right. things happen. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so if you have reached an orgasm or you have uh, of some sorts you know how crazy the mind is it has taken an information contextually that has tied that orgasm or arousal to that so that's why some people are like well i can only get off if i'm in this room or i may or, or you know what i mean like like right. so i want to start with the arousal because i think it's easy to jump into some of the actual behaviors and stuff like that because there's a psychological mental piece to that but what about even before right. arousal you mentioned connection earlier you know when you start first start off what about just connecting before you even get to the arousal piece but just yeah. how do we, how do you connect when it comes to physical intimacy? What are the elements that really point to the the connection that you're trying to build with somebody? What are those parts? Consent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so, okay. Consent. Yeah. Consent. You invited yeah. me on. Consent. You invited me here. Well, no, no, I didn't invite you. Invited you're, me part, here. you're part of the team. You're not even invited. You're just part of the team. Yo. So you just you show up when you want to show up. Three. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. You know. So, so no. but no. Take it over, so sister. Me, consent. Yeah. Break let, it let down. Me, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I might be going someplace different with it. Absolutely no means no and and hopefully sure. yes means yes. But it starts with actually getting on the same page emotionally, mentally mm -hmm. before you actually connect on a physical level right. and that tends to happen verbally. Um, for for the most success, yeah, right, right? Right. You know, you you think you can read body language, but we learn in our practice so oh often God. that body language yes. is really confusing, and yes. it can trip you up every time until you really get in tune with your partner and understand what body language means. And even then, you may get it wrong. So you always need to double check 
just by speaking, just by asking some questions to understand not only if a person is down for physical touch, but also what layers they're willing to unpack because there are layers to this thing, right? Mm -hmm. So even if a person says, I want to be physical with you on some level today, tonight, for the rest of my life, every day, the level that they're interested in in engaging Um, on can be different. Amazing point. Amazing point. Yep. I mean, that was actually very well said because I've seen that and and um, when working with couples as well, it can look different. Um, It doesn't always have to be full blown like intercourse, but it could just be a day of kissing and hugging. I mean, it could be a holding holding hands. hands. Right. Right. I mean, can we cuddle for a second? Right. It, and right. And so I really appreciate Sister Weena bringing that up because I've seen that a lot. And 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 shout out to her for also bringing up like um, as, as good as some of us may be trying to read uh, body language is still difficult around physical intimacy. Um, and and I, I I understood that there was layers. And I think Brother Reek did, too. There there are layers to what Sister Weena was bringing up folks about consent. Right. For sure. um, it's a very triggering word. Right. But it's I appreciate the sister bringing it up because it's still and I, and I want to be clear, it's still relevant in romantic relationships. Consent. Yes. Right. Yes. But that's a big misnomer. Right. That often people get married and they believe that that vow, that commitment, that legal document means that they're always entitled to the physical aspect right, that, that boundary they're is interested gone. in in that moment, right? Right, that boundary yeah. is gone. I have complete access to you now. Yep. You can't, you can't tell time. me no. You have no more control over your body because we're married and this is mine now. <laughs> right, yeah. and, and we just don't have to have the talk. And some of the most damaging things that we see happen revolve around the not getting consent and then when someone tries to talk about how important getting consent is to them it gets dismissed correct why do why do we have to talk about that i mean correct. what why is why is sex or why is physical touch so complicated with you now right or and, 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 and or the insecurities come out well you don't love me right all these why the spiraling starts to happen come on come on Right. I mean, I, yes. I, I've heard it in session. You all have heard it. You both have heard it. In se- you, you start. Right. And I, and, I, and we get it. Right. It's it's the insecurity comes up because to to, to kind of bring it back to uh, Weena's point earlier, like it, it may be some people's like love language. So when they don't get it, they're like, yes. I'm feeling loved. I'm not. What, what's going on? And they start freaking out. But I think the that rejection. goes to the point too that, especially for like a lot of men, I think, who physical touch may be their main love language they may jump to intercourse because they don't realize that there are other healthy ways of connecting. And so they jump, they think, okay, this is what yeah. I want. And so when we're together, this is just, just give it to me. But what they may really be looking for is a deeper form of physical intimacy, but they just don't recognize it. They just haven't experienced it to say, this is what I need. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I definitely that's agree real. with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's that that's a great point, actually, you know, like let, letting that sink in for, for the audience. I mean, it's definitely a big deal. And I think the other, the other tones of all these things that we can keep listing with physical intimacy is going to be like communication. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I love what Sister Wiener brought up, too. I think we need to work better in our relationships about 
when our partners or even ourselves, when we're trying to create space for these critical conversations, yeah. folks do not take it as the person does not love you. It is actually a sign of love, in my opinion. You are that's intimacy, right? Like we're sharing deep, vulnerable information. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, and if your partner's not aroused, don't get upset. How mm-hmm. about asking, is there anything that's going on? Like, or or what should I know? Or to what extent? Or what are you comfortable with? Those are all okay, married or not. Those are actually legit questions and conversations yeah. to have. And and, it, and they don't kill the mood. I think there's there listeners out there that actually think that, oh man, by talking about consent, I, I, I'm, I'm, no, that's bonding. That's actually right. an emotional bond that's True. happening. This sex could actually be amazing or the extent of where you guys go could be amazing, kissing or not. Just by having those right. intimate conversations about where are you right now, honey? Babe, where are you? How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Woo! How, how John, you woo! Listen, <laughs> listen now, listen, John. That is on point because we're talking about chess, not checkers. This is Hello? the long game, right? Right. Hello? And ultimately, if you want to get the best out of your partner, and it's not just a one and done or a one off, then having those conversations, number one, can be quite stimulating for some partners in either direction. I'm not just going to say that women need to be seen and heard because men do too. Correct. They want to be understood. They want a woman to be interested in what they like, what turns them on. And with each new partner, there should be no assumptions that what you did for the last partner is going to work for the next partner. We have a clean slate every time we change partners. That's it. And a lot of folks accidentally or intentionally come into a physical or sexual space with each other thinking that they know something. And then we spend time helping them unlearn what they know so that they can actually see and connect with the partner that they're currently with. Is that fair? 100%. 100%. Definitely. Most that's definitely. Like beyond yeah. 100. That's like, you know what I tell you know what I tell my clients, especially the ones who are sports fans. I say, look here, you can't keep running the play. You're on a different team now. OK, <laughs> you have to leave the playbook, the playbook that you was running on the previous team. You yeah. can't. It's a, they run a completely different offense here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like you have to look at it that way. You know what I mean? Because why? Because a lot of bad miscommunication. But the most important thing Sister Weena brought up assumptions. Right. And man, do those get in, in the way of physical intimacy? Well, I, I've been doing this because every girl or every partner I've been with before liked it. Well, this partner doesn't. Right. 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 And, and do you know that for sure? Do you know that the other people just were didn't feel safe and comfortable <laughs> yeah. in telling you, look, yeah. look you got to try something else? Oh. You know, have you ever considered that? But, man, even, but, even going, but even going into that, you know, think about the way that we do connect when it comes to physical intimacy. So we're not just talking about, of course, we're not just talk, focusing on 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 intercourse, but also right. the things that may lead to intercourse, like we talked about earlier. So flirting, yeah, the, flirting, the flirting is amazing. But the but the the type of touching that you're doing, you know, there's Correct. a difference between um, just hugging and caressing, or doing a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Think about massaging with someone, and you're connecting with them through that 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 sense of touch, that very sensual touch. Um, you know, even holding hands. I remember, I, man, I got to bring this one back up. I remember going to John's graduation party when he got his PhD. Yeah. And I was dating somebody at the time and bringing her with me. And I was going to hold her hand. And she was like, I don't feel comfortable with that. And like, what do you mean? And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that just feels like, you know, like control. 
And I'm like, that was a very important conversation for us to have because I'm a very physical person. And for me, that's right. just connecting. Come to find out for her, physical touch wasn't her thing. And so for her, it felt very, very different. So you have to be on the same page with that. You want to make yeah. sure that yeah. the connection that you're that you're forming with somebody is based off of a mutual desire. And that wasn't there. So when you do think about physical intimacy, like I said, there has to be a level of consent so that people understand where you are with things and what it is that they need in order to feel more connected with you. And so, yeah, it could be you a hand-holding, it could be the, the kissing, it could be the caressing, it could be the hugging. It could just be the physical, it could be the intercourse. I'm sorry, Wynn. Yeah. No, I was just thinking about how we are on these seeds today because we have to talk about compatibility and your oh, anecdote yeah. absolutely oh. highlighted that. Oh, yeah. And, and John yeah. said something that was so eloquent. He said... If someone gives you feedback, you can ask questions. And one yeah, of the questions you can sure. ask is, is there anything I need to know? Oh, that Hello? right there. <laughs> Hello. Is there anything I need to know? But and why, so then, Tyreek, that why, played out in a really casual way between yeah. you and that person you were with when she told you, well, historically, this just isn't my jam. Right. I don't do the hand-holding. Right. I don't do this, the kissing, the hugging, the this, the that. You have to determine and it takes some time, whether or not you and the person you're linking up with are compatible. Right. So why right. don't we ask those questions then? Because John mentioned that a little bit earlier, just saying that, you know, guys feel very weird about even asking about consent. Why don't we have these conversations? Why aren't we trying to find out more about our potential partner or our partners to find out how they do connect? Especially when it comes to physical intimacy. Why aren't we having these conversations? So um, I'm going to say something, and I think, Rick, you've heard me say this when we've given talks. I've even said it um, in so many different forms, even in therapy. I, I, I'm going to be facetious, but also be serious here. I think even on the um, on, on for, for men in general, when I think about socialization, I think one of the biggest issues is that porn really messes guys' heads up, right? Come on, and when you word. think about things like, you think about things like, Sister Wina saying consent. When you think about um, actual intimacy, when you think about like there are things that lead up to it. Sadly, porn is production for the people who are listening. Word. That is that that it, those are scripts. Those are things that are like intentionally like you know what I mean. Like they're, they're, it doesn't really lay out. And I think for uh, folks who watch porn or are into that, like there's no shade. But I always joke. But I'm also seriously when I've been talking to grown men, I've always say like, look. It ain't porn either. Like you, you don't just like get in and rough people up and kind of act a fool and talk right. really nasty and be very abrasive. Look, I, and 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 on even the though flip there's side, a time, there's a time and place for that, but it it's is, not all the it time. It is, it is. But but at the same time, that goes to what we're saying that talk to your partner. Right. And that's also Weena's point. There are people who are going to be compatible who will like that stuff too. But even so, but even so, what to what extent? That right. goes back to the sister's point. Because you might be on some one tip and, and think of like, well, what's the big deal? So like when Brother Reek asks the question, that's one thing I always bring up. And again, I, I'm facetious, but I'm also dead serious, folks, because like I think porn has really, really thrown people off in terms of, well, how do I go about physical intimacy? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still out there. No, I, I just blacked out for a second and came back on that. You're so because... extra. I swear we're so extra. She's well, so I'm a Gemini. Extra, I'm a Gemini. True, true indeed you are. Yeah. I'm, I'm back, though. Yeah. I'm back, though. I, I, my, my heart is beating fast in my chest because 
you know, the porn discussion is so relevant, but it just opens us up to a much broader conversation again about how we're onboarded in general Correct. with intimacy and Correct. sex. And, you know, I can go all the way to the other side and talk about when you're raised in a spiritual or religious environment and you see these couples that just looks so pristine and they got the beautiful yep. new baby sitting in <laughs> yeah. the pew and yep. you're looking for this magically spiritual sexual relationship with your partner because you have this relationship mm -hmm. with a higher power and nobody's teaching us how to get that either Correct. so we've Correct. got you know porn that that we usually don't stop to think about critically for yep. $50,000, yep. a porn star will put some lube down below and they'll take the rough and tumble stuff, right? Yeah. We it, don't know. Bite it in bulk. Right, right. We don't know what they're doing to be able to handle that Correct. level of, you know, Correct. one and done, jump to it, marathon, intercourse experiences. Yep. But folks will do a lot for a, a day's pay. Let's leave that there. Watch, watch, yeah. watch, I'm telling you right now, watch some of the behind the scenes. They break all that stuff down. When you Yo, watch behind the scenes, they're telling you, oh, got to take a break. Got to add more lube. Got to, gotta, you know, got to go back over, over there and rework things to get re-aroused. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into right. it. It, it right. is a production. It, but I it want you to keep in mind, too, though, that there are videos out there that point to other areas of intimacy that can lead to better sex. You know, so there Correct. are videos on touching and caressing and massaging and doing things that actually enhance the experience, the things that we kind of right. run away from, you know. Right. So you got to keep that yeah. in mind. Those are out there. You, If you want to learn, those are out there. Right. But the point is that we're not talking about any of it. We see an image, Correct. whether Correct. it's the image of holy, sacred sex or the image of ratchet sex. And we usually put two and two together in our own brains and we talk to our peers when we're younger. We don't go to our parents. They don't want to have the conversation with us because their parents didn't have the conversation with us. And to seek out books and training manuals or classes that teach you how to do it, right. it's not sensational. Right. You have to be compelled to want that information, which is why you two good, having this topic on is just so important today. And I think yeah. the, going to the point where if I feel like you're going, the other point of that, too, I think the roadblock is that once you find out that someone wants something different, now you're compelled to do something different. So now you're talking about putting more effort into the process. And I think that's right. one of the reasons why we don't talk either, because once we start talking point. about it, now it's I have to point. think about, OK, how do I approach this differently now I have to do things that I'm not used to doing. Now I'm doing things that I might not necessarily want to do because I don't want to put the effort forward. So I think one of the things that keeps us from even having, having the conversations is that now once we start having them, now I'm being forced to do something about it instead of just doing what I'm comfortable doing. And yeah. I think, and I think and once we can move past that, point. go ahead. That's yeah. a no, that's a, that's a great point, and 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 I usually just bluntly tell uh, couples whenever I hear that sentiment, like, "Well, I mean, that that's part of being in a relationship." Exactly. Right? Exactly. I don't know. I don't. That there's effort. no clinical intervention here. It's you have to, from a cognitive standpoint, accept that like this is this is a joint experience and right. joint implies that um there's going to be some uh i love weena's term i'm going to use it like thank you so there's going to be some onboarding here okay yeah. and the yeah. onboarding 
And, and, and also, I mean, we're clinicians, so we do this all the time. When I was hearing um, Sister Weena and Brother Reek talk, I'm like, and, and again, this is the clinical mind, so please uh, forgive me, but it's like, that's still intimacy, though. Like, when we're onboarding, we're teaching, we're connecting. I mean, I think I yeah. see that as connecting. If, if you're doing something that isn't technically turning you on, we can't have people get so defensive, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. No, <laughs> right. like, ask them, okay, I'm not doing it well. How would you like for me to do it better? Teach me. Right. I care about you. I love you so much that I, I, I will go above and beyond to make sure that I take this information in and try to, like, make it sound. But right. the insecurities, I think, is one of those potential roadblocks. Like you said, when people got to put in effort, they're like, man, nah, I'm good. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Let's get into some of the noble truths. We want to make sure we leave our listeners with some ideas on how to enhance physical intimacy. All right. So time for noble truths. And I want to start off with, you know, we did have the conversation last week about um, emotional intimacy. So why don't you tell the listeners how you can use emotional intimacy to actually enhance physical intimacy? How does that work? Ooh, emotional awareness. Mm-hmm. That's your buzzword. <laughs> they, they are. That's why I'm putting it out there with you guys first, because, you know, I got a lot to say about that. Oh, I mean, I think it starts there. Yeah. First of all, actually acknowledging that there is an emotional component to any physical relationship that you develop with a person, if it's worth its salt or it has any substance to it. Right. That's something that, as John was saying, you can't negate. You can't um, take any emotional detours or shortcuts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to build the type of physical intimacy that's worth keeping. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. So just acknowledging that you're going to have to connect with someone on an emotional level to sustain a physical connection with them that is probably enjoyable for both of you. That's my my first element that I want to throw in into the ring. Mm What do you think, Dr. John? No, I I, I totally agree. Uh, Going back to what Sister Weena said earlier in our segment today, I, I think of when when the emotional safety and security is there, man. Um, people, people will unleash, and yeah. that's amazing. You feel closer, you feel closer I to mean, the person, right? People, people will unleash in terms of physical intimacy when people feel emotionally safe, and, yes, and secure. Oh my God! I mean, and and that's usually to your point, brother. That's usually where I I help. Um, I educate couples on and into understanding that that emotional safety and security is so fundamental. Right. Because you're you're being vulnerable. You're you know because the behaviors you want to engage in physically call for vulnerability. So how do we get there? Yeah. Well, it's that emotional safety. It's that emotional security. It's the emotional awareness. Sister Ween is talking about. Yeah. Right. And I want people to realize too that emotional intimacy isn't by itself. Physical intimacy isn't by itself. None of these are. They're all interconnected. And even taking spiritual intimacy and intellectual intimacy and understanding that when you work on those, those help to enhance the emotional intimacy. But then once you get to that strong emotional intimate part and that bond is really fully formed and you're feeling safe and you're feeling vulnerable and you're feeling valued and you're feeling um, like you can validate your partner and that's all bringing you closer, that feeds directly into the physical intimacy. That sense of closeness you feel once your partner has opened up to you. That sense of closeness you feel when your partner keeps you feeling safe and comfortable. That directly leads into how you feel and how you react physically. That sense of emotional closeness brings you physically closer together. 
And once you feel mm-hmm. closer together, now look at when you are being vulnerable with your mate, and your mate is feeling like, okay, well, they're being open to me, and I, I want to be able to validate them, and I want to be, um, you know, empathetic here and compassionate. Don't they usually physically move closer to you? Don't they usually put their arm around you or put a hand on you? Are they physically touching you in that moment when you are being very vulnerable and breaking things down to them? They're, they're, you're, getting, yeah. you're automatically connecting physically there. And so not saying that leads directly into sex, but understand you're enhancing that physical bond as you're enhancing that emotional bond. And so as that I'm, continues yeah. to build, it, it can it can grow from there. Go ahead, Wendy. You got this face on you got this look I'm on just, your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting concerned because you know, as clinicians, sometimes we feel like we're breaking it down, but I don't know if this has been broken all the way down. Help me out. What does emotional vulnerability look like from a man? Give me one example if you can. Because I think when we talk about that, as, as a woman, I can see that the vulnerability may look a certain way. I might say, well, this, these are insecurities about my body, or this is, you know, how I'm feeling today. Can I get a pass on intercourse because I'm just not up to it? And maybe tomorrow or, or next week, you know, I'll be more up to it. And if my partner responds with patience, that puts emotional equity in the account for me right mm-hmm. so, but how can a man be vulnerable what would that look like please go ahead john i, I got i got one but go ahead john <laughs> well i, I think well I, I, to me to me at least i think one really good example thinking about this conversation i think vulnerability would be opening up i'm thinking about like that um when sister weena was talking earlier about like some of the pre-stuff just kind of opening up about like hey this is where i am emotionally and here's how i want to connect and i think like that's very very helpful to say that my my current emotional state has me feeling to want to connect with you in this way up to this extent and what that takes is just a lot of slowing down and even like trust within oneself to do it and 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 a lot of and and not allow the insecurities to like come up because i would actually find that very reassuring i think any partner would right mm-hmm. is we don't me, meaning what i'm trying to say folks it's not just about like especially for men it's not just about like when i'm horny if you were hurt earlier in the day and you want to be held, open your mouth and say (laughs) that, babe, I had a really rough day where my boss said something and it crushed my ego. And I just want you to hold me. I may not want to have intercourse with you, but I just need to be held because I'm hurting with what they said. That's what I mean in terms of an example. Need that comfort. And I'm thinking for a specific example, being able to sit down and talk to you and say, you know what? You know, I know we have these plans that we have. We want to get this house and I know you want to get a new car and we have all these financial plans. But you know what? I'm feeling a lot of stress and a lot of pressure trying to keep up at work or, or yes. taking on two jobs in order to feed this lifestyle. That just takes a lot out of me. I'm, I'm feeling exhausted. I'm feeling stressed. I have a lot going on that yeah. you may not see yep. physically. But emotionally, I'm torn up because I want to be able to give you everything that you deserve and everything that you want. But it's taking a lot out of me to do that. 
And so even yes. so that is, that's amazing. You know, yeah, that that's that's on point. Right. I mean, that that that's a, that aligns with what I was saying too. Right? It's like brothers need to open their mouths about what is going on internally. Right? Because that drives the sex. Some 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 folks are legit. Some men I have, like as clients, they're very type A driven. Mm. So they're winning all day, every day. So when they get home, <laughs> they just want to pounce. But why don't you why don't come you come on. home and why don't you come home and say, babe, um, I've been winning and I'm feeling I've been really good. All day. I've been feeling really good and I am not just excited about the level of success, but I want to be able to like share that with you. And, and I'm feeling good about myself. I want to take it a step further with you and connecting, I know, you know, but check in, right? That's why I say, yeah. check in. Right. Check I, in. I've, been, I've been winning. So it's vulnerable to say, because I've been winning and I feel good, but how are you feeling right now? And, and to Sister Weena's point, if she gives yes. you feedback, if your partner gives you feedback, like, well, I'm tired, or there's a lot going on, and da da blah blah blah. Man, you could still win because then you have a reach point. You, listen, you know? if if you all come home with that mindset and you're talking about what's going on and connecting the dots, I'll push through. <laughs> yeah, push right, through. right, right. That's the point that right. you all are trying to make. That that a lot of people just miss out on that the quick check-in check and in. not regarding some of the things what? that are happening during your day as minutia but taking the time to let your partner into your world and tell them things that you think yes. they don't want to hear about because other folks in your past haven't wanted to hear about it or you're just not used to letting someone into your headspace that will make somebody push all the way. Do you know how through. that will make your woman moist? This feeling closer to you like that because you opened up. Do you realize? I don't think a lot of guys realize that when we're don't. talking about priming and prepping that that emotional connection is part of that priming and prepping. You know, even con right. the, the check ins, the sending text during the daytime, you're maintaining a, a circle of, of romance almost. You know, and yeah. that is the thing that's kind of keeping them going, getting them ready throughout the day. So if you want by eight o'clock for them to be ready, well, you have to start that in the morning. It starts off, you know, with the kissing goodbyes. Right. It starts off with the, you know, it continues with the checking in throughout the day and making right. sure they're feeling connected to you. Maintaining that emotional connection, again, will build into that physical connection when you have that time to actually connect physically. There was... This this is a true story. Like, um, brother Reed gave an anecdote. This is a true story. Um, I think it was a couple of years ago. I was getting my hair cut in the barbershop and there was just like one young cat, like up and coming, like boxer, like real, uh, cut dudes. Like, you know, one of those like black, you know, manly man kind of dude. And he was, and, and he was, and he was just complaining to me. He's like, man, doc, you know, like anytime I go in, like there's always somebody with some relationship question they want to ask. I mean, you guys know what time it is. Right. And so he's just telling me, he's like, man, like, you know, my, my girl and I've been having issues. She just feels like, you know, she's not loved and appreciated and he's like and the sex isn't there da, da, da. this is a true story i got in the chair and my barber's about to start cutting my hair and he's just sitting next to me and i just said well have you taken the time to like text her throughout the day of how much you appreciate all she does for you and your child and he was like no text her right now this is a true story he texted her her reply was i can't wait for you to come home kissing emojis yes <laughs> right yeah right yeah. Yeah. You, you see something it's just as simple. I, and, and all I said was, have you ever texted her throughout the day just to say I appreciate you right. and I appreciate the love and care you give my child? Right. What? And yeah. listen, let me take it one step further before we wrap up. Often because that's not 
a natural thing to do, people get concerned about remembering and they'll start a thing and then they don't keep it up. I tell folks all the time, we put a reminder in our phones for everything. Make sure you watch that new series on Netflix. Make sure you get your favorite ice cream at the grocery store. Make sure you do such and such. Your partner does not have to know that you put a reminder in your phone every day at a different time of the week on repeat now. (laughs) And whenever that reminder pops up, it doesn't make it any less authentic that you're doing it just because you have to remind yourself, but it's a muscle that we have to learn to flex. And if we don't exercise the muscle, then we'll never get stronger in Mm. that area. So that's my, my giveaway. Um, as we wrap things up. And to just piggyback on that, I say this about all areas of relationships, but particularly around physical intimacy, it takes effort. It takes intentionality and it takes consistency. Those three things are the building blocks of growing stronger bonds with your mate. That, that intentionality, especially because like we said earlier, you can't just do everything that you did for everybody else and expect it to work for this person. No. Correct. If Once you put the effort in and recognize the effort has to be directed towards that person in particular. So you have to be very, very intentional. And then, like Wayne was just saying, you can't just start it and stop it. No. You have to realize that this is going to take consistent effort. This has to become a part of, which this has to become a habit for you and the way that you operate right. within your, your relationship. And so that goes the same way for physical intimacy. But look, guys, we will continue this conversation again. We will have no choice but to continue this conversation around physical intimacy. But we have to go. Mina, please tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, you all can definitely reach me at WenaCullins.com. W-E-E-N-A-C-U-L-L-I-N-S.com. All of my podcast appearances, articles from mainstream media, and interviews are there at the media tab. Definitely hit me up. All right, Dr. John, any closing words? Uh, this cipher's on fire. That's I mean... Right. Y'all, y'all stay tuned. That's all I got to say. It's been a blessing <laughs> to see you, Sister Weena. Brother Rick, always that was, a always Thank you, guys. You. Thank you, Weena, for coming on. We look forward to seeing you again soon. All right, Dr. John, we got to go. Take care, Absolutely you guys. You Enjoy Definitely. your week.